1: Let's begin. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the RV. Today, the RV is headed to Florida to talk to Ohio's very own Rick Incorvia. Rick is the author of the Traveler's bestseller and several other unique books. So, Rick, welcome to the Relatable Voice.
0: Thank you very much, Lucia.
1: Yes, you're very, very welcome, Rick. Actually, you are one of nine children.
0: Yes, I'm right in the middle.
1: So what is it like to have many siblings growing up as well as later on?
0: Well, It's, it's pretty wild. They're all, all a different mixture. Everybody has a different personality, and they all live right in the same house. And it's just a lot of hand-me-downs. You know, I, I never had a brand-new bike. I always had my brother's bike pass down, same with uh-huh. shoes half the time. But uh, you find out growing up that they're your best friends. They're the ones that know you better than anybody else and accept you, flaws and all. Not afraid mm-hmm. to tell you the truth, you know?
1: Mm, this is good. but And it's also good that you learn how to share everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, we sure did.
1: And I have only one sister and we always fought a lot because she used to get my clothes and I went to wear the clothes and I didn't find that it was always a mess with only one (laughs) sister.
0: Oh, we had those issues. I remember my brother went skiing one time with my new jeans on and he broke his leg and all I could be think about was they had to cut my new jeans off of him to fix his leg. And I, what were you wearing my jeans for? You know.
1: And Rick, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your journey?
0: Sure. Well, I didn't start writing until pretty late, like at age fifty, so fifteen years ago. I was one of those guys that that was into real estate. I bought all the, all the houses and, and then if you remember, the market went really bad in about 2008 and mm-hmm. I was in a mess. I was losing everything. I had you know renters I, coming, saying that they're gonna take the house away and then coming to take away a boat that I had and uh, an RV and four wheelers, all the toys that I had accumulated with all this. I was in a bad place and luckily, instead of going to alcohol or drugs, I started writing. But I remember how it started. I was, I was getting, I was selling everything because I money was, I couldn't put gas in in the car. I couldn't even afford anymore. And I was cleaning out a mahogany, my mahogany desk office desk, and I was going to sell it. And inside an old cigar box, I found a fake ID that I had. I was maybe 16 years old. I made a fake ID, you know, so I could buy beer. And I found this old ID, my name was Rick Timber, and I just was sitting there thinking, I wonder what this guy would be like if he was a real person today. And I started writing about the adventures of Rick Timber, and I just wrote maybe one paragraph, and then it turned into two. And before I knew it, it was chapter two, and I was hooked. Of course, I finished the book, I bought 100 copies, and you know, I sat there waiting. Where is everybody? Aren't they going to come buy my book? No. I found out that it's hard to get people to read your book, even if you give it to them for free. And so I started giving them away and tried to get people to read my book. And the first one came back. It was a disaster. You know, word circle, you know, yellow stickies on it. Oh, you, you forgot to say this, or you misspelled that. And so my first lesson early on was a good editor is worth their weight in gold.
1: Exactly. That's so awesome. So since then, you published the how many books since seven. seven, seven books, and are people reading your books?
0: Yes, and they're loving them. I just got to get more people to read them. But the first, you know, the first fifteen, nobody even considers real because that's your friend, your mom, you know, everybody. But once you start to get, you know, into the hundreds, uh, these are people that don't know you, and they're not always nice. So you get you get real results after you've been out there for a while and you do things like this, where people will check out your books, but every one of my books right now is between 4.5 and 4.9 stars. So I'm thrilled, but I, I take a whole lot of pride. I really get into my stories. The characters have to be so real. And then after I create an interesting character, I put them into very precarious situations because you know, when you, when you're into a position, there's something that makes you uncomfortable. The real you comes out. You know, mm-hmm. you see somebody somebody accidentally falls into a pool and they're drowning. Some people will freeze. Mm-hmm. Other people are going to jump right in with their watch, wallet, cell phone, everything right in. And I just think uh, putting people into these odd, scary uh, circumstances brings out their real personality. So I have a mm-hmm. ball with characters.
1: And your latest book was published in September two thousand twenty first. Yes, that correct. Yeah, and it's entitled Bobby's what? Cabin. Bob's Kevin what Bobby's is this about
0: mm-hmm. this is about uh three middle-aged men I'm I'm still gonna call myself middle-aged and even though I'm getting up higher three middle-aged men that you know just kind of get away from their wives for a little bit and go to a friend's log cabin in the middle of nowhere North Carolina in the mountains and we up there get away, you know, when you're just with the guys, you do a little too much drinking, you eat all the wrong food you know. and out there in the middle of nowhere, we're shooting guns and playing poker, just having a ball, but there's an accident. There's an accident and uh, I don't wanna give too much away, but there is an accidental death out there. And in the middle of nowhere, like I said, you have the opportunity to see who you really are. And the friend tries to cover up this accident that happens in his woods the other two friends find out he's been trying to hide it and next thing you know best friends are really challenged with their loyalties to one another and then paranoia's come out and we can't do this we're going to get in trouble and and you start to see how it's every man for himself even with best of friends and uh one person goes into hiding into a beautiful place called chimney rock chimney rock state park in north carolina and uh and so it's an adventure that takes place with this person hiding out in Chimney Rock. Mm-hmm. And a true story, we, uh, we had the book in Chimney Rock. We flew out to Chimney Rock, told them all about the book. A couple of them read it. They loved it. They, we got the rock star treatment. We were taken all over to the caves where my book talks about hiding out. And into the. it was so much fun. Three months later, the book got pulled from the shelf. Why? I think that uh, somebody in corporate read it and didn't want to encourage, you know, bad people hiding out on their you know, on at Chimney Rock State Park. So they were a little nervous about that. But once people found out the book was banned from Chimney Rock, the sales went up even more. So I was like, okay, you did me a favor there. But uh it was fun. It's a pretty it's a pretty wild ride. It's a fun book. And I really pride myself on endings. I want you to to close my book. I don't care if you're halfway through. You gotta close it and you can't you gotta be just anticipating opening it back up and finishing it. And then when you get to the end, if you if you don't, if you don't dream about that book at night, I did something wrong, because i really pride myself on trying to have an ending that, that you feel like that person was real. I tell you, I get so many calls or texts or instant messages of people going, Oh, my God, I can't believe she did that, or he did that. And, and I love it when they make me feel like my characters are real people. Mm-hmm. some of my books are scary some are kind of dark and some are are just so inspirational so it's it's odd that i i just am not stuck in a in a genre it, seems, yeah. it just seems like a, a story hits me and i and i can't get it out of my head until i get it on paper and i know it's a story that's meant for me to tell because it won't leave me alone mm-hmm. you know wow. you you're an author i know as well so i know you get People telling you you should write about this or you should write about that but you can't write about that unless it's unless it comes to you and it hits you right here and you you see that character and and characters boy they're they're everywhere in real life aren't people interesting sometimes i will see a character somebody walking the streets talking to themselves you know we've all seen those people or you know, they got the, the, the funny twitch or, you know, the the shoulder, something always. And sometimes I'll mix two and three characters and put them together just to make them an interesting person. And then yeah. throw in personality uh, quirks and just, I have a ball with the characters. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs>
1: Cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at CiampaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at CiampaCasino.com. Welcome
0: to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
1: How do you start? Is it with characters or plot?
0: I start usually with, I don't know. It could even be a mix. One, one of. I, I did a training class for somebody. And I told them just, just start. You don't have to start at the beginning. You know, the train was up to eighty miles an hour. The brakes were no longer working. People could be seen praying. A woman, a woman is seen rocking her baby to sleep. You could tell she's already, you know, given up on life, and this is how she knows she's going to die. Bam! One paragraph in the middle of nowhere. You got a story. And then you could start from there and keep going or, or, you know, you, you do the backstory, but just start, start wherever it is in your head.
1: we no rules,
0: you know, I, I'm a no rules kind of guy. I, I see all the time people online asking questions about what's the right amount of words to write and, and there's so many rules around the, the usual, but I think sometimes you have to have a little bit of uh, a little bit of crazy and, and not follow the rules. I have a saying, true genius often requires temporary insanity. So I try not to be just like everybody else because the reality is four people, four authors out of a million sell more than a thousand books. So don't follow everybody else. Do your own thing. Don't try and make everybody, you know, don't try and write it so everybody's listening to you. Write for you because there's people who will relate to you. Write what you care about, what you're passionate about, and and you'll get readers. Yeah, I'm talking too much.
1: No, no, (laughs) I love it. I love it. And wow, I love what you were saying. And Rick, you also published a science fiction, historical fiction novel. Yes. The Traveler's Best best, Seller. My
0: my best seller of all. The Traveler's is... uh, is doing better than all my books right now. And it has been translated into other languages and it's in classrooms around the world. I'm, I'm so thrilled with the travelers. I had it read by an award-winning re- book reviewer in Jordan. And, you know, I'm all the way here in the United States. And, uh, she read it and she contacted me and asked me if she could translate it into Arabic. What a moment. It was anyway, the, the travelers is, uh, is a very inspirational book and it's about a high school history teacher an average joe not doing so well the students barely listen to him you know they, they're always caught on their cell phones just not listening and uh he finds out he has stage four cancer so now this man knows his time is very limited and you know in his quest to find out answers for life you know maybe some end of life inspiration he ends up finding these uh, these people who will take him back on time travel simulations, you know, not real time travel, but so real that it's like unconscious reality. So on Saturdays he goes to this place that is hidden because it's not legal, and he spends six hours in the equivalent of a dentist chair with simulation goggles and a whole real live setup, so real that for six hours he could go back and visit George Washington, Cleopatra, Mozart, and these six hour travels seem like two years to him because he's he's now meeting these people and in their world he's in he's in you know the war with george washington he's he's traveling with mozart and so it seems like two years later he, he's brought back and it's only six year, six hours have passed by so here he is on one saturday he's lived another two years what a way to extend your life when you only have four months to live you know but these travels change his life completely. Here it is one Saturday, he's got two more years of life with George Washington. He goes into his history class now, and the students on Monday, he comes in dressed like George Washington and just acting, acting a fool because he no longer cares what anybody thinks. He, he's just so passionate of a teacher now that he wins over all these students, riles them up, they have a ball and it becomes the talk of the, of the school, of the town. The teachers think he's a little bit crazy, but little do you know that the FBI is after these underground people for these illegal trips back in time because they're not completely safe. And I can't tell you anymore.
1: Wow. But, uh, I want to read this book. Oh,
0: <laughs> it's, it's, it has an It's one of those books with the ending where you just close it up. And, and I'm not going to take credit for the book because I don't know. I lose myself when I start writing. I sometimes don't even remember what I write. I reread my book and, and I just, who is that? writing it so it almost feels like not only do i have help writing it just with somebody talking to me but uh the people who help me that read it you know i have a handful of people that i send it, my book out to because the book isn't written by just one person you know that your editor and the people who read it and give you, you know, ideas my wife gives me great ideas on uh, my darkest book uh, the wrong side of the glass there's a very dark female character in there and, and she reads the book and says, what if, and then she'll give me a twist. And I'm like, oh, you're evil. <laughs> and uh, I you know put that into the book. And then, of course, I have another woman who is a uh, business coach. She reads it and says, you know, I don't think a real person would do that. Here's what they might do instead. So you make a couple other changes. And then you send it off to the editor that just is awful, you know, you know. <laughs> It's hard to like a good editor. They'll tell you change this, get rid of chapter 3 altogether, I want you to move this one up here and rewrite the book in this perspective instead of that one. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but you do it, you listen, and uh, that the wrong side of the glass is doing quite well also now. I'm starting Sweet. to think I should have skipped maybe 1 cup of coffee. I'm all right. You got me all riled up, Lucia. <laughs>
1: Uh, we were talking about uh, genres and I noticed that you've written books in several different genres and I know that is not hard and fast rule but most authors usually have one or two genres they excel in so do you have any idea why uh, they don't Challenging them. Well,
0: you know, I don't know. I could make up a story about that. I'm good at making up stories, so I, I just think that they a lot of times maybe a the type of person who used to work in a certain field is very knowledgeable of, you know, police work or or they've they've just grown up in that and and f- for me I just get lost in a story. Maybe I watch too much TV or I I I, th- I think about how a story will go. I tell you, I live a very exciting life in my head my wife will sometimes ask me did you even hear what i said and i'm i'm sorry <laughs> i was somewhere else or <laughs>
1: i love it
0: i was completely in a in another world yeah you know, i watched the way you you said something and it made me think of a story so i get lost in that story so
1: rick i do the <laughs> same my husband keeps telling me did you hear what i said i was like no no just one second i was thinking about my next book <laughs>
0: Yes, you gave me a great idea, really? I was telling you. Anyway, so in fact, uh, let's let's talk for one second about the wrong side of the glass. The wrong side of the glass is a, a great female character, but it all started with, I was out to breakfast with my wife, and she's sitting on the other side of the table, and, and I'm talking about something very interesting, like, I think I'm going to stop eating french fries. That's what's making me gain all the weight. you know, something that's totally boring. And, and I hear she's not even listening to me. She, her ears l- listening to the table behind me. And, and they're saying, you know, if that bitch thinks she's getting mom's wedding ring when she dies, she's got another thing coming, you know, a way more interesting story than mine. So I'm listening to and all of a sudden I'm, I'm watching her and that was my new character, a woman who, who is just unable to keep her nose out of everybody else's business. And then I decided it wasn't quite enough, so I threw in a disorder. Uh, intermittent explosive disorder, which is where you are calm and calm, and then you blow up and you're just an uncontrollable person until you, until you can regain yourself again. So this Gwen is this wild character. And every time I talk about it, my wife says, you better tell people that's not really me. (laughs) So that's not really her. But she did give me the idea of just a woman who couldn't, can't keep, always has to be in somebody else's business. And she becomes a Somebody who tries to make things right when she sees somebody doing something wrong.
1: It's so interesting. It's so good. It's so good. Let me tell you
0: one more thing about Gwen. Yes, yes. So, Gwen, this wild character, there's a she's parking at the local grocery store, and, and there's a man just, you could see him yelling at his wife in the car. He gets out of the car, comes around, pulls her out of the car by her hair, and pushes her down and says, Now you could walk home. Gwen doesn't like that at all. She pulls the car up behind his car, poof, poof, knocks him into a ditch, and he gets out of the car. Now you could walk home. And she tears out of the parking lot with him chasing her. So she's just that kind of a woman where, you know, don't don't do something wrong. And she sticks up for her women. Let me tell you, she's a powerful character, and and the book is called The Wrong Side of the Glass. I'll give you one bit. It's the wrong okay. side of the glass because her her husband ends up. In jail for what she's committed so they go to meet each other and you know how you're on the phone on the glass so here here is gwen talking to her husband from the wrong side of the glass she's the she's the murderer and she can't help herself she's got issues so that was a dark book i've had people read some of my books and they're so light and one of them is even a a children's book Uh uh which one would that be when i'm gone I'm not gonna get started on that one, but after when I'm gone, somebody read this one and said, who are you? It's like you shed your skin every time. Your new book, everyone is different. And I thought that was going to work against me because people get known for their genre. Yeah. However, if I write enough really good books in different genres, maybe they're just gonna say he's a really good author. And that's the mission. I wanna be known as a very good author. You never know what his next book is gonna be read it so i'm hoping it works for me instead of against me
1: yeah it will for sure you're already getting so many good reviews as i was thank you i was checking your amazon account and rick are you a full-time writer now
0: well i still have a job full-time job so it's little it's a bit much like i said. Sometimes true genius requires temporary insanity. So I say that a little too much when I'm writing. My wife says, you know, at nine o'clock at night, I'm I'm out. I'm in bed. But five o'clock in the morning, I'm writing. So from five o'clock in the morning till maybe nine, I do my writing. And then I go to work. I come home and you know, we eat, we spend some time together, maybe a little bit of editing. But uh yeah, I I'm full time writing, but I'm also full time. So it's it's a lot. So mm-hmm. sometimes I just I overdo it and have to take you know, a week off. When I'm writing a book, she knows she doesn't see too much of me, and and I'm and this is me typing away, typing away. And and when you're really in it, you know from from being an author, when you're really into the story, your fingers can't even keep up with what's what's going on upstairs.
1: Yeah, I'm afraid that I will forget some details. Right.
0: Tell me, do you sleep at night with a little pad of paper by your yeah, bed? so you, yeah. Sometimes, you forget.
1: I, yeah, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I remember about something and I, I write it down. And
0: or a wonderful dream and you think, oh, this is going to be so good. And then the next morning, you're, what was that about again? And you forget. Yeah. You, you got to write it down.
1: Yeah, always. And yeah. Rick, what do you hope your readers take away from your books? So many books.
0: I want my readers to close the book and go wow i really work on an ending and tying it all together i want to be better than just than just filling it so many people have a book word count and i feel like some people just go on too long about something they'll say she was beautiful or she loved her children and you really have got to elaborate why what is it about them you got to make them feel so i, I want people to feel like my my people are are real the story is real and then at the end they got to close it and and just what do you believe that and not just shock for shock you gotta say i didn't quite see that coming but now i do and i, I want him to go back to wait a minute go back to chapter one and oh he's right that did happen i should have known and uh, so i just want him to think about it well after it's gone of course i want him to go to go and do a review so that more and more and more people read it because i love talking to people like you, who who give me this opportunity to to get as excited as I do. I tell you, nothing makes me happier than somebody texting me or instant messaging me saying, I just finished your book, oh my God, you know. And so that lights me up.
1: Mm -hmm. And Rick, what message you would like to leave to our audience?
0: Well, I would like to, to think that I'm speaking to either readers or writers. And I'm sure a lot of the readers are also potential writers, the ones that say, well, I'd like to, but I can't. Not me. I'd like to leave them with three words. Why not you? Right. Don't be afraid. And, and also, I want to tell you that uh, dream on and don't crush anybody else's dreams. Don't be afraid to be honest but don't crush anybody else's dream if you say you went on a little too long here or i didn't it was it didn't quite make sense to me why don't you try this or that but i'll never forget my first bad review and it was on the travelers which is averaging a 4.9 one person gave me a one no and it just crushed me and i and then she, she took the time to say nice things about it but gave me a one star and i just thought why why did you do that to me do you know what that Do you know what that did to me and if you read the travelers you will see there is so much homework in it i mean i had to read book after book after book about george washington just for a half a chapter so that when my character met him i could feel like i already knew him and i couldn't screw up on the name of his horse or his you know just you know where he lived how his what his his house was built out of i had to know him because i was going to visit him so a lot of work goes into a book don't crush people's dreams
1: That was a very good advice.
0: So let me tell you something my mother says. You know how people say, don't quit your day job? My mother says, don't quit your daydream.
1: Beautiful. Thank you, Mama. And Rick, are you working on anything that you would like to share with us?
0: Yes. I'm working on a new book called Everything I Ever Wanted. And this book, I was... I I was trying to plan my future. I want to be a best-selling author. I want to be able to make a living traveling the world. I want to come to Spain and write a book while I'm in Spain. So in order to get there, I have to be able to envision my future. So I'm writing a book called Everything I Ever Wanted, which takes place five years in the future. And I wake up in the hospital, and I don't know who I am. However, I I find out that I'm a best-selling author. I've accomplished everything I ever wanted, but I don't know it. So here it is, my wife comes in the room, I don't even know who she is, my children have to reintroduce themselves to me, my grandchildren come in, and and, and so what I did while I'm writing this book is I called them and said, look, here's what's happening in my book. I don't know you anymore, you're going to come visit me, what are you going to tell me, what story are you going to tell me to help me remember our relationship, and they're actually writing stuff that's going in my book, well, Grandpa, you remember the time we, we buried treasure in the backyard, you made that treasure map for us, and so each one of them are, are reliving moments with me to help me remember how I touched their life. And so that's it's, it's taking some really interesting turns and I'm, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm probably a year away from everything I ever wanted coming your way.
1: Wonderful. And I wanted to come here again to tell us about this new book.
0: And let's tell people to check out com. But you could also look me up on Amazon. In fact, I would be honored if you check me out on Amazon, because you'll see good reviews and good reviews lead to people who insist on good books. And I'd like to think I'm in that category. I think you'll enjoy my books. I know I enjoy writing them a lot. For you.
1: Very good, Rick. Thank you so much.
0: This was really nice. I just want to make sure you stay in touch from Spain. Let me know when this is going to be aired. And uh, to all the people watching, thank you so much. I hope you'll check me out.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry. Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh?
0: Ah, <sighs> oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. <laughs>